Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host, Gina. This is my last episode of 2023, and I want to thank all of you for listening. I started this podcast back in January as a way to help my anxiety and my depression regarding my ongoing chronic health issues. I needed something to engage my love of learning. I had always been interested in the history of nursery rhymes, especially regarding both folklore and language. And, well, here I am, 45 episodes later, plus a conference presentation, absolutely loving what I do. For this last episode of the year, I continue December's theme of holiday rhymes or carols, and we end the year looking at the traditional New Year's song, Odd Lang Syne. Join me in ringing out 2023 and embracing 2024 in this episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. Welcome to the enchanting world of nursery rhymes, where childhood memories and timeless tales intertwine. Join us on the a Tisket Tasket podcast as we embark on a delightful journey through the rich history and captivating origins of beloved nursery rhymes. Tune in for an exploration that will delight nursery rhyme enthusiasts and folklore aficionados alike. And now your host, Gina. Odd Lang Syne has two Rald folk song index numbers, 6,294 and 13,892. I'm not really sure why it's listed twice, and when I went through the database to try and find its alternative listing, I could only find its listed 6,294 number. I wonder if the database was later re- reviewed and removed duplicates, or perhaps the two were combined. But in any case, I'm not sure. This popular song is a famous Robert Burns poem, written in 1788. The melody is based on an older Scottish folk song, and by 1799, the poem was officially set to the song. Not only is it played or sung at midnight on New Year's Eve, but also at funerals, graduations, and other farewells. Further, the phrase for Auld Lang Syne is somewhat of a traditional poem trope used by other poets such as Robert Ayton, 1570-1638, Alan Ramsey, 1686-1757, and James Watson, 1936-2014, among others. More modern writers such as Matthew Fitt, 1968, uses in the days of Auld Lang Syne in the same manner as others would use Once Upon a Time in his Scots fairy tale retellings. Before I play the audio version of the song, I thought I might play a retelling of the poem. This is a recording by LibraryVox.org by Joseph Finkberg in 2009. You can find the link to the recording in my reference page. Old Lang Syne by Robert Burns, read for LibriVox.org by Joseph Finkberg. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to main, should old acquaintance be forgot and days old Lang Syne, we'd twaag herein about the breeze and put the goings fain, but we've wandered money a weary fit, 
sin old lang syne. With twachy pedal did the born, frae morning sun till dain, but seas between us braid hid road, sin old lang syne. And here's a hand, ma trusty fear, and gies a hand o' thine, and we'll tak a recht good willy wacht for old lang syne. And surely you'll be your paint stoop, and surely I'll be mine, and we'll tak a cup o' kindness yet for old lang syne. For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll tak a cup o' kindness yet for old lang syne. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. In general, the song's title means long ago, or translated literally into old long since. For Odd Lang Syne may also be translated to For the Sake of Old Times. The song itself begins with a rhetorical question asking if the old times should be forgotten in the face of new memories or new friendships. Modernly, only the first verse in chorus is sung. On robertburns.org's website, there is a short letter from Robert Burns to Mrs. Dunlop from December 17, 1788, where it is said he penned the first version of his poem. He writes, Your meeting, which you so well describe with your old schoolfellow and friend, was truly interesting. Out upon the ways of the world, they spoil these social offsprings of the year. Two veterans of the men of the world would have met with little more heart-workings than two old hacks worn out on the road. Apropos is not the Scotch phrase odd lang syne exceedingly expressive. There is an old song in tune which has often thrilled through my soul. You know I am an enthusiast in old Scots songs. I shall give you the verses on the other sheets. Light be the turf on the breast of the heaven-inspired poet who composed this glorious fragment. There is more of the fire of native genius in it than half a dozen of modern English bacchanalians. The website continues to describe the tune we know today came from John Playford's, who I've mentioned many a time in this podcast, original Scotch tune in 1700, although the website also claims that the tune was likely more than a half century older than that, quote, for it was the tune to which the antecedents of Burns' poems were written. In fact, part of Auld Lang Syne appears in an anonymous ballad in Bannatine Manuscript in 1568, titled Old Kindness For Yet, which can be read in its entirety through my reference list. I mentioned earlier that Sir Robert Ayton was credited with the ballad as well, which appears right around the times of James VI in England. If you'd like to follow the historical path of this ballad, which is kind of long and complicated, please visit robertburns.org. It gives a much more in-depth look into the poem, as well as kind of its historical and etymological changes. There appears to be other versions of this song, of the melody itself, and maybe looking back, that's why there were two Rout Folk Song indexes for it, I'm not sure. But an American folk song collector, James Madison Carpenter, collected a different version in 1930 that can be heard on the Vaughn Williams Memorial Library website, 
which is the same place that houses the Route Folk Song Index. In any case, singing Auld Lang Syne quickly became a Scots New Year's or Hogamany custom that spread to other British Isles after the 19th century. The most common use of the song only sings the first verse in its chorus, although you now have heard the poem in its entirety here. The song has been translated into standard English, and the first verse in the chorus, which we usually hear, is as follows. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in Auld Lang Syne? For Auld Lang Syne, my dear, for Auld Lang Syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for Auld Lang Syne. I'm used to singing or hearing this song around Christmas times and New Year's, but in Scotland, people sing it in a hogamony, hope I pronounced that right, where people join hands in a circle around a dance floor. According to folklorists, at the beginning of the last verse, which is, and there's a hand, my trusty friend, and give me a hand of thine, everyone crosses their arms across their chests so that the right hand reaches out to their neighbor, and then they rush into the middle of the dance floor as the song ends. This is kind of like a giant group hug as I imagine it. There are apparently many other usage of this song outside of a New Year's tradition, including many non-English-speaking ones, which I was really surprised to see how long the list of non-English versions of Oddling Syne there are, separate from the Scots version. But this song is used in a lot of different traditional dances and moments, including weddings, which I thought was really cool, usually ushering out the end of something and bringing in the new. So again, there are reports in non-English versions using at like retail stores when the retail stores close or at weddings or at funerals. And so I think it's really cool how this has been kind of reappropriated into other cultural moments. But in any case, for your listening pleasure today, I will play a 1909 recording of the song. But before we get into that, I want to mention that this song has been recorded basically as soon as there was recording technology. There is an 1898 wax cylinder version recorded by Englishman Charles Samuel Myers and Alfred Court Hayden, which was used to demonstrate wax cylinder recordings. So it's not an Edison wax cylinder, but it is around the same time. You can listen to this 1898 version on the British Library Sound Archives. I will be playing the first commercial recording by Frank C. Stanley, which was recorded either in 1909 or 1910. There's a little dispute from that. It's kind of unclear. But in any case, let's go ahead and listen to this 1909 recording of Auld Lang Syne. Oh, <laughs> 
And, well, there we have it, folks. The history of Auld Lang Syne. For me, it is the song of the new year. And traditionally, the 1947 Decca record version is played every year in Times Square, that, that would be in New York, when the ball is dropped on the new year. But I hope everyone listening has a wonderful New Year's, and may the upcoming year be an absolutely amazing one. This is Gina signing off for the last episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast for 2023. Tune in to 2024, where I continue to talk about the weirdness of nursery rhymes. Thank you for listening to a Tisket Tasket podcast. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's content, please share with others and consider leaving a review. Also, follow Gina on all social media platforms, and we'll see you next time.